the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You know, Scorpion Venom costs $39 million per gallon. Whoa. Just throwing that out there. Kind of fun, right? Fun facts with Rob Black. So let's talk about recessions. It's something that we're seeing more and more evidence that we're probably leaning into sooner rather than later. We've had a big bull market after we had a great recession. So a great recession led to a great bull market. What's our next recession going to be like? The last recession didn't last very long, but it was incredibly painful. Sometimes recessions can kind of um, drag on, and it, it's, it's mind-numbingly. Bear markets that drag on, it, it just it kills you. Like, psychologically, you want to put it past you. But once you live through three or four recessions, you kind of see that it happens. And the best example I could tell you is it curbs excesses. And what do I mean by that? In 2000 to 2002, there was a big recession. And in the Bay Area, it used to take meh, maybe an hour and a half to go from San Francisco all the way to San Jose on 101. And during the recession, it took maybe 55 minutes. There used to be demand at restaurants in 2000. Couldn't get into a restaurant. There was always someone there eating. Always someone there eating. 2002, it's pretty darn empty. So recessions kill excesses. Recessions kill the kid who comes out of UCLA. No, I'm not going to pick on UCLA. Oh, let's pick on UCLA. Kid who comes out of UCLA and gets a six-figure job when I started a business and it took me 10 years to get to six figures. And I'm like, oh, I'm in the wrong industry. But I wasn't in the wrong industry. It was just he came out during a, a booming, booming economy. And when that's the case, the job openings um, are greater. Companies don't want to miss out on future revenue, so they, they create jobs. And they say, hey, we'll hire you. But so recessions are normal and they're healthy. And think about the recessions for people who may want to get into a house or may want to move to a, a cheaper area. It's a good thing. To see prices come down. Not not to zero. But I, I wouldn't mind a housing recession. And everything that I see right now tells me there's one coming. Housing stocks got murdered this month. And housing stocks are part of the housing industry. So even if you say they're not, they are. So you got to go through three or four recessions. And then you see it's just part of a normal business cycle. Keep in mind that the stock market has been through World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq War I, Iraq War II. It's been through 9-11. It's been through Nagasaki. It's been through Hiroshima. It's been through journalists getting their heads cut off. It's seen everything. It's going to be okay. Since World War II, recessions have become less severe. The severity of jobs lost has trended down during recessions. Average duration is one year. Average recovery is four to eight years. So would you take that if I were to give you that, that deal right now? We just had nine up years. Will you take the deal? Put your hand in my pocket. 
There may be a $100 bill in there, so says Bob Barker. You dirty old man. <laughs> what was up with that? Could he do that in today's age? Hey, you want some candy? So anyway, one down year recession, four to eight up years. That's pretty good. I'd take that. Diversification was a bad word in the 1990s. You had to have tech stocks. You know, right now, if you were to take out Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, and I don't know, Apple, you probably don't have any returns on the S&P 500 in the last 18 months. Those stocks were so strong, and it's a market-weighted index. So is it still a bull market when five or six stocks are carrying 500? Probably not as good of a bull market as you think. So I'm seeing some signs that there's going to be problems. I recently celebrated a birthday, and anytime I celebrate a birthday, I always stop to think about Ronald Reagan. I know you're saying, where's this going? You got got a monkey in the bedroom with you or something like that? Bedtime for Bonzo? Uh, No. Uh, He retired, and then he lived 33 years. 33 more years. 33 more years in bad health. Bad health is crazy expensive. We had to hide him because he he had lost his mind. Probably thought... Hey, where's my monkey? You know, that's what happens when you start to lose your mind. Getting old sucks. My grandmother, when she got old, she got Alzheimer's disease. I couldn't say Alzheimer's. I couldn't quite spell it. I couldn't quite understand what the word was. So I called her Alzheimer's disease. So, and she was bedridden the last three years of her life. And to the point where her feet muscles gave out, her feet went to jelly because she wasn't using them. They turned to jelly. Is that not disgusting or what? Bed sores. So the last couple of years of your life are going to be probably expensive and probably not a lot of fun. So you got to st- start thinking about that. So right now you have to have a budget. And part of that budget is setting aside money to last you till 93 years old. Reagan lived till 93. So anytime I have a birthday, I go, I got X amount of years left. And I have factored into 93. You want to get organized in your life. I bought a second home. I got a binder. I put all my paperwork in that binder so that one day when I kick over dead or when I'm got old timers disease, people will be able to find, Oh, who did cut down that tree or who is the company that comes out and services uh, the washer dryer makes life easier for other people. Credit is super important. Having a good credit score. This is stuff that I like to talk about kind of in random. It's one of those things people overlook. Uh, when I was in college, I was dating a girl named Juliet. And one of her friends had this thing where she liked to go bankrupt because it's crazy. You could buy a lot of clothes. You don't have to pay for them. You go bankrupt. And then in two or three years, they start giving you credit cards again. And you get to buy a lot of clothes. You don't have to pay for them. And, and I'm like, whoa, what's it going to be one day when she has to buy a house or what, what's it going to look like one day when she has to have uh, money for a car or what happens if she truly needs money one day and needs credit? She's destroying her credit by going bankrupt. But yet the system kind of works like that or kind of worked like that. So as a parent, I say it's okay for you to batter your children, a nice egg and flour batter. Just don't fry them. But it's really, really bad to let them ruin their credit score. I know you're saying, okay, I can put my kids in egg yolk and and flour, but I, I, I should pay their credit cards. Yes. I think until your kid's 21, he should have a secured credit card so that they can't get in trouble. After 21, 
not no longer your problem in theory. My mom used to say, Rob, if I didn't clean the feces off your body, you know, your body, like where the diaper is, she said it would have fallen off. She said, I did everything I needed to do for you. I don't have to pay for your college. I don't have to do nothing. I took care of you as a baby. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, okay. But a secured credit card is the way to go until your kids have kind of like the, the adult training wheels that they could take off. That's just my opinion, because think of it this way. You have a beautiful daughter, Sonia, and she's got a friend, Sue. Sonia's got bad credit because she went out and spent and didn't pay her credit cards. Her friend has great credit. Time to buy a house. Her friend pays less for the house to the tune of $200,000, $300,000 in interest over the, over the lifetime of that loan. It's pretty crazy. Same house, same husband, same cars. One will pay a lot more with bad credit. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Love this time of year when it's time to get back on the ice. Grew up a big hockey fan. Watched the Tidewater Tides, which was an affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings when I was like 10. Pretty cool stuff. I had big brothers who loved hockey, and they passed it on to me. Joining me now to talk a little hockey from the San Jose Barracuda, Jimmy Bono. Mr. Bono, how are you? Good, good, good. Yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, you're an assistant coach for the Barracuda. It's your first year to be an assistant coach. How is it going, yeah. the new job? Uh, it's going well. I mean, the team is uh, we got an exciting young group, a lot of new players, a lot of a lot of young prospects for the for the Sharks organization. And uh, so far, the um, the adaptation for me into the new job has been has been good. And uh, the, the players of uh, the players' adaptation to the new team, new league has been good as well. So uh, the results have been there, and hopefully, it's going to keep going. So, speaking of your roster, a lot of the you're the AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. It's the San Jose Barracuda. You can hear the games here live when they're broadcast on KDOW AM 1220. Uh, John McCarthy, super nice guy, great player. Uh, went to the Olympics last year. What's it like working with him? Because he's he seems to be a natural born leader. Yeah, well, uh, it's someone that I actually played with John uh, when I was uh, back when I was still in my playing days. So I played with him for four years. So he's a uh, uh, he's someone I've known for a while, and uh, I knew that he was going to be big help exactly for uh, for you know from my standpoint as a rookie coach and everything. He was going to help relate with uh, with the young group, and uh, uh, like you said, he's the ultimate professional, uh, uh, great leader on and off the ice for us, and uh, does a lot of right things. Uh, compliments the coaching staff well, and uh, is very liked and respected by his younger teammates. So really, he's got all the elements that you're looking for in a captain, uh, and especially at that level where a lot of guys maybe were in juniors or in college the previous year didn't have um, didn't have as many responsibilities as uh, as adults uh, away from the rink, and I think he can help them with uh, with that as well. So uh, just a total package for a captain. So it's a real pleasure to work with him again. Now, the Barracuda are off to a fast start, and you've got a home-and-home series with the Stockton Heat this weekend. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, you'll be in Stockton. Sunday, they're coming to your arena, the SAP Center. I bring my kids to a couple Barracuda games a year. It's cheap, family fun, friendly, 
crowd gets into it. Lots to focus on other than hockey, but the hockey seats, SAP Center's world-class building must be pretty nice playing there. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a nice building and it's inspiring. Like, uh, how would I say this? It's, it's very inspiring for our players, I believe, to play in the same ring. Um, that the Sharks do. It's, it's their ultimate goal to, uh, to reach the NHL. That's, the NHL is kind of a, it's kind of a league where you got your, your, your team ultimate goal to win a Calder Cup. You also have to realize and know and, and, uh, and expect that the players' ultimate goal is to reach the NHL and, re- and play for the Sharks. So uh, for them, like I said, I think it's inspiring to be right there in the same building. Uh, they get to see them. They get to see the daily operation, how things are run there. And, uh, I mean, the, the Barracuda itself is very professional. We treat it uh, at the, uh, with the highest of standards. But still, like, uh, in the end, the NHL is the NHL, and that's their ultimate goal, and uh, they're – they're right there, and just by playing in the same building, you know, being in the same practice ring, same headquarters, uh, it's inspiring for our players, and it's a fun experience for us. Instead of playing in a small, you know, old, out of date uh, arena, we get this, we get this uh, to play in this top of the line um, building. So it's awesome. It's pretty cool, and uh, like you said, a lot of the young players, their goal is to go to the NHL. So you have to say goodbye to a lot of talent. But the NHL is becoming a younger man's game, so it's really super important to have an AHL franchise that, that, that kicks out quality players because people like Joe Thornton, he's ageless, but they're, they're fewer and far between. Uh, the game is getting faster, isn't it? Yes, exactly. I mean, everything everything's getting younger, faster in a way. Uh, when you talk about players like Joe, and Joe Thornton, you're talking about legends of the game, absolute uh, guys that, you know, Time catches up with everyone, but Joe has been fighting. To, has been doing such a good job and such a, the ultimate professional again uh, with his preparation and everything, and his talent is uh, something that you rarely see. So, uh, for a guy again, it's inspiring to get to see a guy like this on a daily basis. See how hard he works. See the stuff that the stuff that he does to keep himself at the top of the game. Um, and uh, but yeah, it is it is taking a uh, it is a salary cap era. It is a, a game that's changing. Uh, the rules have been changing to make it faster. Uh, and uh, for our players, I mean, they need to be ready to uh, you know back in the day, three, four, five, six years in the minors was was a, something that happened a lot. Now the guys are seem to get the call when they're younger. They seem to be more ready. So. Um, the game has evolved, and uh, uh, the, the very best have been able to, to, to stay in it. And, and for the rest of the people, it's, uh, you know, like I said, it's a lot of preparation. A lot of, you got to stay at the top of your game, and you got to, uh, you know, so there's an element of luck that goes in it, into it as well with, uh, with the injuries and everything. But um, for our guys, our goal is to get them as ready as possible because we could have X amount of players that could go help the Sharks, you know, right away this year. We've already had uh, uh, Dylan Gambrell recalled on two different occasions, and he's still with the Sharks at the moment. So uh, that this is great for us. It shows that our players are making strides in the right direction and uh, that the team up top is able to uh, use their own prospect, their youth, instead of uh, having to reach out of the organization. So it's uh, it's definitely positive, even though that, that makes us lose some of our best players at the time and we got to deal with it. That gives opportunities to others to step up 
and uh, for these players, they get to uh, realize their dreams and try to establish themselves as regulars in the in the uh, NHL. It is pretty cool to see the Bear could have started uh, with nine out of a possible ten points last season. You squeaked into the playoffs, so getting those early points quickly uh, will pay off. Let's talk real quick about your goaltending situation. Now, you weren't a goaltender; you were. Uh, known to drop the gloves on occasion, so you weren't out. You weren't in the crease. You were protecting your your players. Um, what's it like working with like Antoine Bebo? Um, because you're getting a lot of international on a young team, and it's got to be difficult with barriers of of speech at times. Yeah, uh, I mean, Bibbs has been has been so solid for us. Uh, as soon as he joined the organization, coming from uh, the Toronto organization. Uh, he's established himself here as a quality goaltender uh, and earned uh, every game he's played in and has been real solid with him an all-star uh, last last season and uh, has taken a leadership role as well. So, uh, again, another guy that uh, we have such a young team that Bibbs at 24 is above the average of uh, age of our team, which is, again, the fact that we can have some success with uh Using mostly our, you know, our youth and our own prospect within the organization, um, with the addition, you know, with John McCarthy kind yeah. of captain and, and taking overviewing all these guys. But Bibbs is, uh, is a quality prospect for the organization. He's also got some leadership at the AHL level for us, and uh, he's won some big games for us. He stepped up big time in these games. We definitely have to tip our hat to our goaltending. Jimmy, thanks for joining me. It's Jimmy Bono, assistant coach of the San Jose Barracuda. Big game Sunday at 3 at the SAP Center. Tickets are very affordable. It's a fun day to watch great hockey. Sunday at 3, check it out at sjbarracuda.com. Thanks, Jimmy. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested, and more. We're sold a lot of stuff. We're marketed a ton of information. And some of it we, we buy into. It's crazy, some of the things we buy into. One of those myths, for instance, is homeownership is the American dream. Not so much today, but when you go back to the 1940s and 1950s, when that started to become kind of a truth... Whether it was true or not, it just kind of became an accepted truth and no one really challenged it. Home ownership is awesome. It's great. I've got rats right now. Rats are filthy animals because I live near a creek. Who knew? And uh, it's going to probably cost me. Uh, you can only do so much. I think rats are like moving um, boards in my home. Like, how does that happen? And wait, wait. It's a $2 million home. And I've got rats, right? But I think they're moving planks in my garage. Either that or or my neighbors are messing with me. So anyway, we're sold these ideas that they don't necessarily have to hold true. Um, I can't imagine who could afford my home. It's, you know, you need two and a half times your income is what you could afford. So you start thinking about that and you're like 500,000, two and a half times. That's 1,000,000, 1.25. Nope. Okay, let's go up to a million. Okay, that's 2.5, right? So you need an income of almost 800, 
$1,000 to quote-unquote qualify for this home. It's not a lot of jobs out there like that. Anyhow, in any way, some of the things I want to continue to push forward on is you don't have to buy into these truths. Um, I like mortgage debt because you're paying yourself to live at a home instead of paying a landlord or instead of paying the landlord's debt. But I don't look at it necessarily as a great investment. I look at it as a great liability that works out over time. And if you happen to have a lot of courage when the market's down and home prices are falling, that's sometimes when you get the best deals. It's like the best deals on beach houses right after a hurricane blows through it. I have no tie to Myrtle Beach, but there's a lot of nice beaches down in that area near the Kitty Hawk area. Um, And a big hurricane hits, right? Where do you think the, the beach houses are cheapest right now? It's probably near Myrtle Beach, right? It's on that town that disappeared after a big hurricane because there's no houses there now. There's just people are like, well, I guess I'll move back to my, my home in Mississippi. So they leave and they sell the land. So this is the time to be buying if this is the, an opportunity. It's like when were homes in the Oakland Hills cheapest when the houses were on fire in Oakland Hills? When were the, the, the homes in the marina the cheapest right after the earthquake? So maybe that's how you get in. Your 401k is an incredible tool. I'm going to be announcing a seminar coming up uh, tied towards life beyond a 401k. What do you do after you max out your 401k to make money? One of the answers is real estate. And didn't he just say that homes are liabilities and not necessarily assets? We'll talk about in that in the future, right? So if you ever quit or leave a company, I want you to take the 401k with you. Too much paperwork to leave behind. And the way kids in this day and age change jobs, you may have four or five 401ks. And you just need to consolidate that stuff so you can actually get on top of it. One of my favorite game, uh, books was called a, a book called Gorilla Game. And it taught you what analysts look for um, as far as who's going to become the next 800-pound gorilla. Um, I like reading about finance. I like reading financial books. It's a good thing because I kind of burned out on fiction. College, too much fiction in college, too much fiction. Um, so I kind of burned out on it. But I still like to read books. Um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books of all time is a book called Death of Competition. And I highly recommend picking it up. Um, sometimes it shows up on Amazon for like a, a penny. And then you have to pay like $5 in shipping, right? Like, what's that all about? It's a penny. Sure. And then you, you see it's like $9 in shipping fees. Mm, okay, I get it. But the Death Competition, um, it's written by a guy with last name Moore, M-O-O-R-E, which oddly enough, the Gorilla Game is written by a guy with last name Moore. Two different guys, though. Uh, but the Death of Competition was fantastic in the sense that it, it talked about like uh, Salesforce is, is the king of the cloud right now, right? Let's just say Salesforce and Amazon. But there's companies that are benefiting from it, from the ecology, companies like Adobe. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about Adobe. Don't they do that Acrobat? And don't they do Illustrator? And don't they? They do. And they're pretty dominant at what they do still. And it's a nice investment if you don't want to own the gorilla. I like gorillas. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you're saying, is that what you have to say? So the death of competition, one of the things that he did was his, his first chapter is he talks all about Hawaii's ecology and how if you introduce something weird to it, it could just totally break up the ecology. And it starts you thinking about investing as an ecology and who are the gorillas and who are the, the winners, so to speak. Um, so it's not just random. You know, when you start looking at companies like Amazon and go, okay, I got it, Amazon, got it, got it, got it. And then you see, well, there's a company called Alibaba. 
which is the Amazon of China. Now, right now, that stock got put on sale because of the Trump tariff war with China. And it can get a lot uglier because now China has nothing to retaliate against. They can tariff everything that comes from the United States to their country. They can tariff it all. They're done. They don't import as much as we export from them. So what, what's next? Maybe currency manipulation? Maybe some uh, anti-competitive scenarios? When all said and done and we put the trade tariff war behind us, Alibaba is going to be a screaming buy. Now, the problem is you're going to get to work on a, like a Wednesday and you're going to hear that the, the trade war is over. And you're going to open up your, your investments and you're going to say, Rob Black said Alibaba is going to be a screaming buy. And it'll be up like 80 points. And you'll say, I can't buy that now. So you have to buy during the time of the crisis, when the hill's on fire, when the earth is moving, when the hurricane is blowing down roofs. You can't wait necessarily, or you can, but it's going to cut down your sizzle, so to speak. You have to change with the times. That's super important. You can't just be the 800-pound gorilla who sits there eating bananas all day. I look at a model portfolio that I put together 25 years ago, and it's funny. There's a, there was a company called Tyco, which kind of was like a poor man's GE of appliances, and they're gone. There's a company on the list called GE, and they got so leveraged, they borrowed so much money, they're basically irrelevant. Um, AOL was on the media side, representing 21st century media. Viacom was on the side of uh, old media. In a diversified portfolio, you kind of had the new media, the old media. AOL's gone, right? You've got mail. Can I be honest with you? You've got mail. If I were to become a serial killer, I'm not going to. And my favorite serial killer is the guy who killed Captain Crunch. But if I were to become a serial killer, I may go after people with AOL email addresses. That would be my thing. And some police detective is going to figure out one day, look, these guys all have AOL addresses. I once heard Rob Black talk about that. We should go ring his doorbell. What's up with people with still holding on to AOL addresses? And if they're in business, it's even worse. I'm like, I'm not going to do business with, like I have a flooring guy come into my house. I got rats and I got a flooring issue. So if he sends me an email that says James from at AOL.com, I'm like, I'm not working with him. So I'm looking at this diversified portfolio in front of me right now. And some of these companies are gone. You know, some tech plays talking about ecology, companies like Flextronics. Back in the 90s, I made a ton of money on Flextronics because they were making all the computer products that we were buying, whether they be phones or modems. They were a contract manufacturer, right? They didn't really have skin in the game. They said, we'll buy all the machines and we'll, we'll put it together for you in Asia and we'll send it to your country. And I made a ton of money. But listen to this. On this list is Ericsson. Do you even remember Ericsson? Like, I, I probably forgot it until I just saw this list. And um, Ericsson was a competitor to Nokia. They were a phone play. And you're like, whoa, do you remember Nokia phones and Motorola phones and Ericsson phones? If you do, you're at least 40 years old, at least. So you know what the secret is to earning 20%? Or I hear, I hear a commercial that says, you can get returns of 10 to 20%. And I go, BS. The detector's going off. Ding, 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 ding. Do you know that the key of earning 20% easily? It's, I don't, I, I don't know. There's no guarantee. 
Now, you can own a company like Netflix and get 100% in a year, and you're like, well, I know what I'm doing. I'm an expert. I just got 100%. I don't need you, Rob Black. I guarantee you that ain't going to last for long. You'll have a good year or two. You won't beat me over, over time. And I own a lot of the tech names. But wouldn't you like me to tell you the secret to 20% returns? The secret is, is it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. It's not easy. So when you hear commercials talking about easy returns or having only this company has the cojones to you know, state that they'll get you 20%. No, 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 no. They're, they're not regulated, so they can say whatever they want. And that's kind of sad and unfortunate. So pick your nose. Pick your friends, but don't fr- pick your friend's nose. Pick your stocks, but don't pick stocks for friends. And you probably shouldn't be picking stocks until you have $100,000 diversified in exchange-traded funds and index funds. And then maybe pick up one stock for each year. You're in no rush to become a portfolio manager. But pick your friend's nose. I'm fine with that. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. A little cold playing Chris Martin. I so wish I could play piano, have an English accent, get all the ladies. I can't play piano well. Don't have an English accent. <laughs> yeah. I made the mistake of going to see Coldplay four times. I think I've seen Coldplay enough. I never need to go ever, never again. I've seen you too, like four times, and I'm like, now I'm becoming that old person who, who talks about bands that no one cares about anymore. You deadheads. You guys stand out like a sore thumb. Stayed at a hotel last year where, uh, near the shoreline, and uh, Grateful Dead were having a concert that weekend, and this hotel was invaded by deadheads. And uh, I'm sitting out by the pool, relaxing, chilling, and a deadhead has a kid who's like, 10 years old and he's taking the kid on tour and pulling him out of school to follow the dad. I'm like, you do realize you're, you're going to hurt that kid in 20 years when he needs a job, he's going to, he's going to be able to roll a joint. He's gonna be able to dance all by himself and hear music only in his head. But he did go to see the dead show with you. It's all right. I hate the grateful dad. I, I honestly, if their music would never existed, I, I, I think we would be better off. You've got to be kidding me. There's not one song I like. I know, that's so un-San Francisco of me, right? So one of the things you have to watch for in investing is what's called the breath, the market breath. And if more stocks are losing than winning, it's telling you things are starting to crumble. And if, you know, it's 10 stocks that are carrying 490 stocks, watch out, because it eventually is all going to crumble. Market breadth is important on the way up. It's important on the way down. On the way up, you don't want your just your tech stocks to win. You want to see the financials winning, too. Um, because then people who are benefiting can now go bank, and banking leads to a healthy ecology, a healthy... Uh, uh, Overall economy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Waiting for Godot. Don't wait for losers. Turn to winners. Um, 
I've dated a lot of losers in my life, a lot of losers, and it never turned out well. I know there's a lot of women out there who goes, I dated you and you're a loser and that didn't turn out well. Okay, I'm not asking for a, a report card on me, but you never want to say out loud, you know, you're, you'd be kind of pretty if you didn't have horsey teeth. I dated a girl with the biggest horse teeth. I mean, she, she made donkey's teeth look small. She had big teeth. You know, I'd pick her up and she'd be like chewing wood on the side, the, a side of a tree. So she wasn't ever going to work out for me. And I just wanted company. I was, I was able to not look at the horsey teeth. I know you're saying, did you date Sarah Jessica Parker? I might have. She's got a horsey face. She doesn't have horsey teeth. But neither here nor there. Um, so when you start picking stocks that have a major problem, it's probably not going to be something that works itself out for you. Now you could say Facebook has a problem with privacy and it's really important that they fix that. Otherwise that stock really is going to be stuck going nowhere. For the record, I own shares of Facebook. Um, so I'm kind of contradicting myself saying you don't want horsey teeth on a stock, but like Facebook is a stock that I have that has some horsey teeth right now tied towards again, privacy, but they're not hurting on Instagram. They're not hurting on WhatsApp. What's up? Greatest Super Bowl commercial ever. Was it the frogs doing Budweiser? Budweiser. Or was it the what's up? What's up? How's that for bad memories, right? Yes. So try not to buy stocks that have exceptional problems. Market timing's a scam. Show me one person who's turned $10,000 into 100000 or $100,000 to a million by timing the top and bottom of the market. Back in the 90s, there was this woman who was a technician. Her name was Elaine Garzarelli, and she correctly called the top of a market. It was unbelievable. You know how many times she did it after that? Never. But because she did it once, she had a whole career out of it. So be careful on, on market timing. You know, I think the, the greatest example of, of bad market timing was when Donald Trump got elected president. The world stock markets all plunged. And the next day, they all snap back. So you could have got out, and then suddenly you're down 10%, and then suddenly the market's up 10%. Uh-oh. Now what do you do? It's like in 2006, 2008, when the market was going through some its last negative spell. It created an opportunity for you. But a lot of people panicked and sold instead of panicking to buy. Market's down 30%. Down, market down 35%. Market's down 40%. Market down 45%. That's the time to buy, in my opinion. Now, again, consult a broker advisor for taking action on anything I ever say. Um, and don't forget to wash your hands. I'm trying to come up with a catchphrase. Hey, everybody, it's me, Rob Black. Have a good weekend. Don't forget to wash your hands. It's not catchy, is it? Anyway, um... Double your money every two to four months. You see classes on it. You see green light, red light. It's a scam. If it really existed, I would own the world. I would have an island, and I would be getting married to Heidi Kloss. She's a Victoria's Secret model. Um, market timing doesn't exist. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.